of Jesus. So Jesus came again unto Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. And when he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he will come down and heal his son. For he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down ere my child die. Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servant met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in that in the which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth. And himself believed and his whole house. May God add his blessings to these words. I'm going to use as a theme, it's your turn to live. Praise God. It is your turn. It's your turn to live in the name of the Lord. Someone just raise those hands and say, it's my turn to live. Praise God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. Just bear with me as we uh, just go through this word and just encouragement for everyone that is here and gathered and even those that are listening at the sound of my voice, even through media as well. And even as we come to this time in this season uh, of Thanksgiving, getting close to Christmas and even to New Year's, uh, we come now to the last Sunday in the month of November. Uh, some of us might be even asking, where did 2019 go? Amen. Well, it went. Amen. And we're here at the last month, just about at the eve of it and um, even as we come now to the eve of Thanksgiving, we have a lot to even give God thanks for. Am I right, someone? And we find out that even as we give God thanks, amen, that we had some bad days, even in 2019. But because the Lord is faithful unto us, amen, our good days, amen, they're more than our bad days. And I tell you right now that even, even if we had multiple or plethora amount of bad days, uh, we are yet still alive. And because you're still alive, it's a good day. Praise God. Amen. And look at someone and say, yes, it's just a good day. Praise the Lord. And when you say it, say it with a smile if you can. And praise the Lord. Because when it's good, you usually smile. Praise God. Amen. So tell them again. It's just a good day. Hallelujah. 
praise God, amen. Anyone had any, some good juice or coffee or, amen. You're just like, mm, this is just good. <laughs> or oh, we ate some good food. You, you know you're going back for seconds and you don't go back with a frown. You go back with a smile. Amen. So this is just a good time to give God glory because you're still alive. So we find that even while we're yet alive, amen, that uh, sometimes we feel like we're dormant or we feel like we're in a dead situation. Praise God. But the Lord through his word and his word is life and it brings life to every dead situation. So that's why we have to know his word. And he started it all from the beginning when he breathed the breath of life right into man. And the Bible says that man became a living soul. Amen. And because we're living and we're alive and we have the breath of life. Amen. We can still let the enemy know that we will arise even out of our dormancy and out of our dead situation and even out of our valley lows to show the goodness of the Lord. Um, because while you're alive, that means that you can still arise. Praise God. Is it many a times that those that was dead in scripture and or those who had some kind of paralysis, the Lord spoke to them or and he said, arise. And the Bible says immediately they got right back up. Amen. So you're still alive because of God's precious mercies and his grace and his faithfulness. So that's why we got to get up on our feet. Amen. And let the whole world know that uh, we are alive because of what Jesus have done for us on the cross of Calvary. He, uh, he paid for our sins. So that way we don't have to go to hell. All we got to do is just worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And then it's your turn to live. So we find that as we get now to the, uh, to the gospels, and the gospels pretty much mean that we are um, talking to people or individuals about the Lord. And that's what it proclaims in the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It talks about Jesus. And what about him? It tells us about his birth. It tells us about his life. It tells us about his resurrection and that he's coming back again. And that's pretty much of what the Lord wants us to speak when we evangelize and talk to the people of the Lord. Amen. That when, you, when the Lord came, amen, he came to stay. And yes, yes, that he came to stay. Well, yes, the Bible talks about he died, but he also rose. Amen. And he rose from the dead. In other words, he's conquered death, not just physical death, but he also conquered spiritual death. And if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Amen. In the spirit, in the spirit of the Lord. But we find ourselves now in the, in the gospel of John, which is uh, in a class by itself. And, uh, and of course, John, the revelator, John, the apostle, who was the disciple of the Lord, he is the writer. Amen. And then it tells us about in that first 18 verses that it state plainly also in chapter 20 of verse 31, the purpose of the book. And John wrote to prove that Jesus is the Christ. 
the promised Messiah for the Jews, the Son of God for everyone else, and to lead everyone to a life of divine friendship, uh, a divine fellowship uh, with Messiah. And the key word in the book of John is believe. And believe means that you got to put your total trust in the Lord. And how many of us totally trust the Lord with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul? In other words, with everything that's in you, you have to sure enough believe and put your total trust in him. So it tells us that the baby of Bethlehem was no other than the begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Uh, it proves to us that he is truth. And then all things was made by him. Uh, it tells us even a little bit further that uh, it gives us no genealogy of Jesus. It tells us in John 1 and 1 that he just shows up and appear. Because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God tells us about his birth it don't tell us about his boyhood none of the temptations the the transfiguration no appointment of jesus no parables it just tells us that he is the word that he is the creator it tells us he's the begotten of the father it tells us that he is the lamb of god and of course he also tells us that he is the i am uh, so John, he was about 25 years old when he was a disciple of the Lord, when the Lord called him. And during, and then afterwards at a time during the reign of the Roman Empire, uh, Emperor, sorry, Domitian, it teaches us that he was banished to the island of Patmos. And we know what happened there. That's when he received a revelation from the Lord. It tells us that, well, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Amen. And you got to be in the spirit of Christ in order to hear his word. Amen. So many people these days talking about they hear from God. They hear this and they want to prophesy unto you. I told you, well, if you get in your word, let the Lord prophesy to you first. Amen. Hear the word of the Lord. Read his word. And he says, meditate on it day and night. He says, well, if you want to know me, go into the book. Behold, because I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me. He says, go into the scripture. Don't add to it. Don't take away. Because when, it, when, it, when you go into it, you will find me. And in there, you will find your Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. And he's from Genesis all the way to Revelation. If you need to live right, go into the book. If you need healing, go into the book. If you need to live right, just go into the book. If you just need fellowship, go into the book. So you find that even while he was in exile, because he had a relationship with the Lord, the Lord still was able to speak to him. So you find now that he now returned after a while um, to Ephesus and he became a great pastor of the church of Ephesus where Paul even write many a time to, to the book of uh, to Ephesus which is the book of Ephesians. Amen. And, um, uh, and we find that now that John is an old man. He lived to an old age. 
And during this time, he had to write about the deity of Christ uh, and that he is co-eternal with the Father. Uh, and, and the authority and deity means authority. Amen. His supremeness. And many takes away the power of Jesus' name, uh, of whom he is. Some say that he is just a nice man. Some would say that, well, he is just a prophet. And many will get up and say, well, he was just Joseph's son. Uh, and he was more, he was not more than just a regular mortal man when he was on earth. And then the spirit came on him on baptism and the same spirit left him, uh, when he was, uh, ascended up into heaven while he was on the cross, actually. So now, but we find, but he says that I am the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so we can't take away his supremeness, his authority, uh, his deity of who he is. Uh, because he is the Christ, the son of the living God. Amen. And through no other name but the name of Jesus can a man be saved. So John wrote nearly a generation after all the others. Uh, the New Testament was already uh, in, in, the, in the writings. It was in the hands of the church. Uh, and, and Jesus was well known at this time. Uh, the gospel's been preached by Peter and Paul and many others, but then they suffered martyrdom. They died for the gospel's sake. And because they died, then after a while, Jerusalem was taken captive. Uh, Jerusalem was destroyed um, by Titus in A.D. 70. Uh, and then they tried to destroy the writings. And many skeptics came around. Can I preach it to you real quick? And they tried to make it seem like the, there's no God in heaven. That Jesus was not real. Because how can a Jesus, could a Lord, uh, could Jesus, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, allow his place, Jerusalem, that sat on the holy Mount of Zion, be destroyed by evil men. So it means that he wasn't real at all. And it brought skeptics around. So you had many others coming around, false teachers. They began to deny the power and the deity of Jesus Christ. Uh, and of course, we still have him in this day. Uh, Try to bring uh, the, that you would be skeptic or the skeptics will come to deny the power of the Lord. Uh, but and that he is not the son of God. Uh, but now he tells John, John, because the skeptics have come, the infidels have come, the doubters have come. I need you to write this book. To remind the people uh, that I am real and I have full of authority. Uh, so he came in the form of man. Remind them uh, that he is God manifested in the flesh. So he had approved these facts because he was a recording eyewitness of the accounts of the Lord. Uh, and that's what a witness is, is one that have proven the facts, what they have seen, what they have heard, and what they know. And how many of us know the power of the Lord? And how many of us know that by calling his name, there's victory in the name of Jesus? 
So we find in each of the first three gospels, Christ is viewed in a human relationship with the earthly people. But in John, John, we find spiritual relationship with a heavenly people. Matthew and Luke, he is the son of David and the son of man. But uh, it links him to the Christ, to the earth. But in John, he is called the son of God. And it connects him with the father in heaven. So in John, Jesus is shown dwelling with God before any creature was formed. Uh, he is distinguished as the glory of the only begotten of the Father. So we find that anything that has accomplished was done and throughout John chapter 1 all the way to the end. It only could have been done by God himself coming down on earth, amen, to destroy the plans of the enemy. Someone just shout amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So even in John chapter 1, to prove his deity, he is called in his confession, Nathaniel gets up and says, Thou art the Son of God. Uh, John 2, he sees them in the miracle of Cana, he manifests his glory. In John 3, in his word, Nicodemus said, he said that he is, was the only begotten son. John 4, he had a conversation with the woman of Samaria. He said that I that speak to you, I am the Messiah. John 5, it tells us uh, to the impotent man, he tells him the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and he shall call the dead to life. Can I skip a couple of chapters? So chapter 11, or uh, sorry, uh, chapter 11, Martha declared, thou art the Christ, the Son of God. And chapter 12 says to the Greeks, that I and I, if I be lifted up, from the earth i will draw all men unto me and how many of us want to lift up the name of the lord higher lift up jesus higher and when you lift him up he says that and then i will do the drawing so chapter four now when the fame was going all around about of whom jesus is he comes down from over to the samaritans when he spoke with the woman of samaria Ah, he was there and then a great fame came even in samaria the, the Jews didn't like the Samaritans, but Jesus loved all people. And yes, uh, just look at someone and say, he loves you too. Yes, and I'm so glad that he loves me. I'm so glad that he cared for me. And I'm so glad that he died for me. Praise God. Amen. He paid a price that I couldn't pay. And that's why we give him glory. And that's why we give him praise. And that's why we rejoice in the Lord and be exceedingly glad. Jesus even spoke and said, well, don't rejoice because you see miracles. Don't rejoice because stuff is happening. But rejoice because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And I have a home in the kingdom. He tells us in John 14 that, well, I'm going to prepare a place for you. That where I am, that you will be there too. Ah, praise God. And I will come and receive you unto myself. And how many of us want to go where Jesus is? 
Yes, if he's preparing something for us, that means it is special. Uh, so when that fame was going all around Jerusalem of whom he is, praise God, amen. And now he's making his way to Galilee. Uh, and when he get back to the hometown of Galilee, the same area where he performed the miracle of turning water into wine, uh, the, it tells us that a certain important man, a nobleman, his son was sick there in Capernaum. In Capernaum, between where Galilee is, somewhere close to 20 miles away. So he heard that Jesus was close by, and close by to him was 20 miles. So he made his effort because he knew his son was sick. And he went over now to Galilee. And then he says uh, he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea and now to Galilee. And he besought and he went after Jesus and he said to him that he wished that he would now come down to Capernaum. Uh, and it's find out that, that many times we want to bring Jesus to our situation. But how many of us know that the Lord already saw our situation? And how many of us know that he already fixed our situation? So he don't have to come down to us. He wants us to go up to him. We need to go up to the Lord. The Lord is the one doing the calling. He says, come, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Uh, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be like wool. He says, come, the bride and the, and the spirit says, come. Those who need and are hungry, come. Take the water of life freely just come and even those who know the lord uh, and going through heavily because of the gospel's sake he says come my uh, unto me all those who are weary and i will give you rest yes my yoke is easy and my burden is light so the lord is saying come up hither uh, he's not coming down he was already here so all we got to do is know him and worship him in spirit and in truth can I go just a little bit more so as we find he's telling the Lord I need you to come over to Capernaum Amen. how many of us know the Lord don't have to go certain places for healing to take place uh, because he is as the first verse says in the book of John he is called the word which is the written word all you need to do is speak the word over your situation so when you speak the word over your situation the lord is already here and you just got to invite him into your place by speaking the word it's not by antics it's not by rituals it's not by lighting candles it's not by laying on left side or on right side all you got to do is have a relationship with the lord and when you have a relationship with you with him he goes everywhere you go because he's a friend that stick closer 
than a brother. And how many of us got some fair weather friends that when things get bad, there's nowhere to find them. But I know for sure, he says, I will never leave you and I won't forsake you. Uh, I've got somebody I can turn to when I get in trouble, when I need help. Oh, that's why it says all our help comes from the Lord who makes the heavens and the earth. Someone say hallelujah. Oh, someone say thank you, Jesus. Oh, I feel the spirit of the Lord in this place. Ah, somebody's going to be delivered here today. Someone's going to be set free by the power of Jesus' name. Oh, that's all hail the power of Jesus' name. Oh, uh, there's a name that is above every name. That at his name every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. I dare you to cry out like we did this morning. Oh, Jesus! Thy son of David have mercy. Have mercy, have mercy on us. Oh, because we need him. So he needed the Lord. Oh, this nobleman, this very important man. He might have even been there when he turned water into wine. So he believed in the miracles, but he didn't specifically believe in Christ. Oh, so he comes and he tells him that, well, I need you to come down to me. Uh, come over to where I live and heal my son. And notice that here he called him his son. Uh, and he was at the point of death. He was about to die. Uh, I didn't understand just about habit or how people will feel when their children or when their son and daughter or the one that they're taking care of are in deep, dire need and have problems uh, and how they just feel is so distressed and the pressure of life that is on them until I had children of my own. Uh, I remember my early day of our early days Praise God that when our son uh, was diagnosed with some type of respiratory issues uh, and it's something similar of what I had when I was a baby. Uh, they said he had all types of asthma and uh, he had to be hooked up to the machine and, and machines and nebulizers and every minute we're putting them in some type of machine at the doctor's office and, and all these other things. Uh, and we felt heavy hearted. No, we had to take time from work. We had to take time out of our schedule to try to make sure he's well taken care of. Uh, but we put down some prayer to the best physician that we can find. And his name was Jesus. Uh, and when he gave uh, the last report, uh, we find out afterwards uh, that he had no more uh, no more. Uh, asthma. Uh, he we took the machine and gave it away. Uh, he didn't have to go to the doctor anymore. Ah, uh, uh, because we for our son we prayed. Oh, thank you, Lord. And I know some of you have some children uh, that you're praying for those children. You're praying for your daughter. You're praying for your son. And I'm here to tell you that the Lord have heard your request. Thank you, Lord, uh, for his son is put to the point of death. I could just imagine how he felt. 
And Jesus tells him, you're looking for signs and you're looking for wonders, but you need to have faith in Christ. Uh, without the miracles, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But in other words, seek those things which are above. Amen. And then everything else will fall into place. Seek the Lord first. And when you seek the Lord first, the Lord will give you the answer. He will bless you and you're coming out and you're going in. Amen. And everywhere and everything that you go to do, well, it shall be blessed because you got the word in you first. And when you have the word in you first, he says to you, well, when my words abide in you and you abide in me, then you can ask what you will. Then it will be done unto you. Oh, so we need the word of God deep down and rooted down inside of us. So we need a word. Oh, but the nobleman got up and said, sir, please, can you come down? Um, because my child is about to die. He got desperate he needed rescue sometimes we get to that place that oh no matter what people say to us all we can understand is the pain all we can understand is the suffering all we can understand is the wilderness we can just understand the valley but the lord don't want us to look at with our natural eyes or with our natural abilities and our natural understanding but he want us to look into the into our future with our spiritual eyes so when you look unto jesus it tells us he's the author and the finisher of our faith so jesus now heard the desperation of this man with a son that was die, dying and he didn't even call him his son anymore but he says come down and help me with my child ah can't fend for himself so now he's a child he can't do anything on his own so now he's a child so that's why we got a prayer because the enemy is trying to destroy can I go here real quick our young men in the Lord trying to destroy our young men in our community trying to afflict them with all types of issue in the mind and feel like they're nobody but I come again that wild demon in the name of Jesus oh you gotta pick up your weapons and flee the Lord has given us authority to walk all, all around every demonic force that's trying to destroy the plans of the Lord our young men shall prophesy our young men shall dream dreams young men shall speak the word of the Lord. Our young men shall preach the word of God. Our young men shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Loose them and let them go. Is there anybody here that know of a young man? That know of an older man? That know of a male figure? That need to be strengthened at this hour? I just dare you to raise your hand in the air and let the Lord know that you're praying 
that you're praying for these young men. Ah, oh, that the enemy can't have them. Ah, oh, they shall love the Lord. They shall do great things for Jesus. Ah, oh, they shall come with a testimony of how the enemy tried to have them, but because they held on to the Lord. And the Lord held on to them. Ah, oh, they made it through. Ah, oh, how many of us believe you're gonna hear some testimonies? I believe in the word of the Lord. Oh, praise God. And everybody here listening to my voice, I still believe in plan A, which is Jesus. I'm sticking with him. He's the author, he's the finisher. He's my everything. He's my Rose of Sharon, Lily of the Valley, Bright and Morning Star. I'm trusting in the name of the Lord. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. So now we, the Lord has to encourage him. Ah, Jesus said unto him, and of course it's written in red, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And in order to understand that, he had to be of faith in the Lord. Oh, so we find what's going on. Oh, well, in order to understand faith, he had to believe of what the scripture says about the Lord from the Old Testament. Oh, but he was in power. He had authority and he had a problem. So he was just focusing on the issue. So he probably felt that the Lord just chased him away, that he just maybe resurrected sometime later so he just started to leave ah because the lord gave him a word and the word was thy son lives ah someone say it again your thy son lives and the man believed the word that Jesus spoke unto him and he went his way. Remember this 20 miles back to Capernaum. So I guarantee you he's walking and going back 20 miles. Uh, if he's on a, a horse or whichever it is, it's still 20 miles. And then he's still speaking. Uh, he's still hearing the words of the Lord. Your son lives. But of course, the enemy will try to bring doubt and fear while we are going right back to uh, where the Lord said that there is hope. But we got to keep the word in our minds, keep the word in our heart that it's our turn. It's your turn to live. Yes, and the, as he's going back, he's meditating on God's word, trying to bring assurance to what the Lord says. And because he believed, and while he was getting there, going down, the Bible says, his servant met him at a certain distance. And the servant said the same words that the Lord says, uh, that thy son liveth. Oh, the Everything will have to align once the word of God comes into play. Many of us are looking for miracles right away. Looking for miracles immediately. Amen. But while we're walking, going through a valley of distress, you got to hold on to God's word. Amen. Because you're going to get confirmation. 
of what the Lord said. And not only confirmation, but everyone will have to agree and say the same thing that the Lord says. Because the Lord said a day before, thy son live. The next day, he got a message. Your son lives. I'm here to tell you the Lord is speaking a word over your life that you shall not die, but you shall live. Someone shall live. Yes, and live life more abundantly in the name of the Lord. Yes, can I go a little bit further? I'm about done. Then they inquired of them, when did this happen? When did this occur? He said, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him and great things happen when we understand the number seven. Seven means completion. Seven means completeness of perfection. When the Lord does anything, he does it perfect. He does it perfectly. The Lord knew he had to be at there at Galilee at the right time the seventh hour to meet this man that needed help for his son at the seventh hour and we thank the Lord he knows where to be at the right time so that he will get glory out of our lives in the name of Jesus you may not come he may not come when you want him but he's an on time Lord and he's doing it for completeness. He's doing it for perfection in the physical and in the spiritual. Can I go a little bit further? It tells us Enoch, the, the seventh from Adam, and he was taken up into heaven. God commanded Noah to take seven of each clean animal uh, and seven of each bird. Uh, the flood began seven days after Noah was in the ark. God's covenant with Abraham had seven blessings. Can I go a little bit more? Jacob went to meet his brother and he bowed seven times. Uh, Hebrew Pharaoh had a dream and, and Joseph interpreted in the dream God said there would be seven plentiful years of flowing by seven years of famine the Hebrew slave was only supposed to work six years and then released on the seventh year after having a male child a woman was unclean for seven days Ah, oh, when God delivered Jericho to the Israelites, he told them walk around in silence for six days. But on the seventh day, you shall rejoice. It took seven years for Solomon to build the temple. When Elijah prayed for rain, there on the mountain, his servant went to look back seven times and rain came down on the seventh time can I go a little bit more the Shunammite woman's son that was dead yes when the man of God laid on him his, her son sneezed seven times and he came back from the dead into life 
Elijah told Naaman, go and dip in the water seven times. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar was made insane. He lost his mind for seven years. And on the seventh year, he worshiped God. The tribulation gonna last for seven years. Then the Lord will come down with all his glory to be the king of kings and the lord of lords ah oh, and ah oh, can i close it on this it was seven things seven cries that jesus cried from the cross seven perfection and i'm here to tell you the lord is giving you a word to perfect what's inside of you you shall live it's your turn to live in this hour your turn to turn it around your turn to bless the lord with all your heart lean not to your own understanding but in all but in all your ways acknowledge him He's doing it better than before. The Lord is my rock and my salvation. He is my everything. Yes, I need a word. I need a word. It's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn to live. Someone shout live. Live. Live, live, give somebody high five and tell them live, live, it's your turn, smile, live, bless the Lord, live, hallelujah, glory, Woo! You shall live. Oh. Oh. So now we find that the father said it was that same hour uh, in which Jesus said unto him that thy son liveth. So when the Lord speaks a word, oh, it shall not return unto him void. Amen. But it shall accomplish. It got to go forward. And of course, the plan of the enemy is to bring blockage. It's to abort the plan of God and the word of the Lord. But you got to put on the whole armor of the Lord to fight against the wall of the enemy. And of course, we got to use the word uh, to fight against the devil. And when you use the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, you got to let the enemy know it is written what the Lord says. And the enemy will have to flee who can stand before us when we call on that great name. His name is... Jesus, I dare you to shout it out. What's his name? Jesus. Oh, come on. Let's act like we're a great army. 
and we're ready to fight. Put on that helmet. Put on that breastplate. Put on that spirit. Put on everything. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Through the pulling down of stronghold. I'm going to tear down everything that the enemy is trying to put before us. Oh, take up your weapons and flee. The Lord has given me authority. He has given me the word. Yes. Yes. And his word says you shall live. It's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn to live. Because if you live for the Lord while you're down here, you shall reap a wonderful blessing up there. You shall live with the Lord forever and ever. And forever shall you be with the Lord. So I've come to serve notice to the enemy. I'm here to give him a pink slip that you got to go because I'm on my way to a new Jerusalem where the sun shall never go down. There'll be no more dying, no more crying, no more pain, no more suffering, no more but while I'm here, I'ma live. While I'm here, I'ma live for Jesus. While I'm here, I'ma praise him. While I'm here, I'ma lift him up. While I'm here, I'ma serve the Lord with everything within me. Yes. The Lord will remind you of the word that he gave you your son lives your son lives And it tells us, and now he became a believer. Oh, thank you, Lord. Because of the words of the Lord. Not because of the miracle, but he remembered the word. And he says, that same out in which Jesus said unto him, Thy son lived, and in himself he believed. And not only did he believe, but it says his whole household believed. The church starts with your household. Ministry begins in your house. 
Was it Joseph? He, he says, and for me, Joshua, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So you got to keep the Lord in your house. And not only keep him there, but you got to believe. And as I said in the beginning, the book of John, key word is believe. Believe means to put your total trust in the Lord. That even if it don't work out the way you want it to work out, you still have to believe. Because he is still God. No matter what happened, he is still the Lord. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he says, that is my name. I am the Lord. And I change not. But by believing, you have power in his name. So I'm a prayer, especially for our young men. I, can, I, can I pray that, minister? Pray for our young men. The devil is trying to eradicate and destroy our men and even turning our men into something other than men. We need men, not just men that are just coming to church, but we need faithful men full of the gospel, full of the spirit that have turned of their ways around, that have repented of their sins. Amen. The Lord is calling young men. There's a revival for men. And not just young men, but even the older ones that have lost their fire, that need to be renewed. Can I pray for men? He said, my son is on the verge of dying. That's what he said, right? And if he died, that means all the hopes and loss, everything that you have hope for is lost. Yes, I was thinking about him just coming and, oh, he's going to be a wonderful worker and he's going to do this even in the secular. But if he's there on the brink of dying, that can't happen. All my dreams about this, my son is gone. So, Lord, please help me that he don't die. We need our men. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you have been blessed and inspired. For further information regarding our service times, contact information, future events, and even making donations, you can visit our website at mopcf.org. That's mopcf.org. Thank you and be blessed.